Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where OP completely destroys a business. Our next Reddit post is from Don't Play With Me. I'm a business owner in another country with very strict libel laws. If you say something bad about someone, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. If it costs them money, they can sue you. It's the law in my country, and people get sued for it a lot. For example, let's say that you're a man and you're cheating on your wife, and I tell your boss, this man is cheating on his wife, and your boss fires you. You can sue me because you lost your job because I told your boss. Even though it is true that you're cheating on your wife, I think it's a stupid law. I definitely understand suing someone if you lie, but if you're telling the truth, why would it be illegal? Anyway, my country's not perfect. So, I own a bar, and my bar is very successful. I try to take care of my customers, and I'm always at my bar making sure my staff are doing a good job. I also have events and parties. I think this helps my bar be successful. So, not too long ago, I moved my bar to a better location, and shortly after that, the bar owners across the street started threatening me. She said I was telling people that she had illegal people working for her. She said that I was telling people that she employed prostitutes. She said I was saying that she was ripping people off. I didn't know any of this. I don't even know her. I'm busy. I've got a bar, a family, and a normal job to do. Then one day she sends me a message and says I need to pay her $25,000 or she'll sue me. I need to pay the twenty-five dollars because it's less than what the court would make me pay. I'm angry. I don't see why I need to pay $25,000 for something I didn't do. I think she was just mad at my success. My boyfriend, who's an American, told me I should speak to a lawyer. It was very stressful. I just want to do business and live a happy life. I don't want to fight over stupid stuff. But after a few weeks of her texting me demanding I pay her money, I go to a lawyer. The lawyer told me that I can sue her for blackmail and she can sue me for saying bad things about her. I told my lawyer, I didn't say good or bad things about her. I don't even know her. My lawyer says that's fine because she'll have to prove that I said those things about her and if I didn't say anything bad about her, then she can't win. But I can prove that she tried to blackmail me. If she wants money out of me for saying bad things about her, then she needs to sue me, not blackmail me. So I sued her. It took a long time, a very long time. Over one year, in fact, with lots of paperwork back and forth and waiting. It was very stressful and I was pulling out my hair. I'm just glad my boys keep me happy and focused. And then the day comes and we go in front of a judge. The judge then told me that I need to get paperwork showing how much money I pay my lawyer. I was smart and brought it with me. My lawyer was very expensive. The judge then asked how much money my business made. I told the judge and I also brought proof. The judge then ordered her to pay me 10% of my whole year's revenue because she was trying to blackmail me and that's not okay. 10% of my yearly revenue is a lot of money, a lot more than $25,000. She had to sell her bar to pay me. I was so happy, but you see, she had a problem. She couldn't sell her bar. Nobody wanted to buy it because everyone was saying that my bar put her bar out of business. So why would anyone want to buy it? When she finally sold the place, it was at a very low price. If someone were to purchase her bar, she wouldn't have enough money to pay me, let alone do anything else. So I told her, let's make a deal. You give me your bar and we say everything is even. She said that's too much money, so I promised to pay her a little bit of money every month as rent and she agreed because she had no choice. So I bought her bar. 
I got it for a very good price because she had to pay me and she had no money. In my country, if a judge tells you that you have to pay something and you can't pay, then they'll send you to jail. So I took her bar and turned it into a restaurant, which is also doing well. Now I have a successful bar, a successful restaurant, and I'm happy again. It was a very stressful 18 months. I didn't want to fight her. I don't know why she would try to fight me. I think she was just mad. She was always mad and mean, which is why I think no one liked her. Man, I don't know where OP lives, but I'm glad that I don't live there. If I tried to run my YouTube channel from OP's country, I feel like Karens would be serving me with lawsuits every single day. Our next Reddit post is from Random Studman. My wife and I moved back to our current city in 2013. The standards for my wife's job here are different from the standards back home. She has an associate's degree, and most employers want a bachelor's degree. However, nothing could stop her, and she kept putting in applications. One day, one of the employers she had sent applications to called her back. However, it wasn't to tell her that she had gotten the job. Instead, it was the manager telling her how unprofessional it was of her to apply for positions that were obviously above her. In fact, I'm going to delete your email from our system. Please don't apply anymore. It's just a waste of our time. I'll send you a letter since you just can't seem to follow directions in my emails. My wife, after she got over her initial shock, asked the manager for her name. I don't see why it matters, but Ivanka Tulip. My wife said thank you and continued her job hunt. Sure enough, she got a letter in the mail asking her not to apply anymore, citing an inability to follow clear directions. My wife held on to this letter. I told her to throw it away, but she insisted on keeping it. Eventually, my wife landed a job at one of the biggest employers in the city. Not only that, but this company was the main supply of business to the company that was so rude to my wife. Well, my wife is an extremely intelligent and hardworking person, and eventually got her bachelor's degree and then became the manager of her team. One of the manager's responsibilities was to decide who to send business to. My wife told her boss about the letter and what happened and used that as a justification that if this is how a business treats potential hires, then they really shouldn't be trusted with their business. Her boss, honestly, probably just didn't care very much and let my wife do whatever she wanted. And wouldn't you know it, the rude company's business went way, way down. In fact, my wife would only give them business if they were the last ones who could be called. This led to the most awesome meeting my wife has had this year. You see, to improve relations, the rude company set up a meeting between their top management and my wife and my wife's boss. They needed this meeting to show how much value they could add. The day of the meeting comes and everyone introduces themselves. <laughs> Finally, Mrs. Tulip says she's the manager and how nice it was to meet everyone. That's when my wife said, Excuse me, I just want to be certain. Are you Mrs. Ivanka Tulip? Yes, that's me. Oh, excellent. I'm so happy to finally meet you in person. Thinking she had an in with my wife, Mrs. Tulip was over the moon. My wife let them carry on and tell her all about how much value they could add to the business and how they could really help out my wife's employer. This is when my wife says, Well, thank you, but unfortunately, I feel that we can't really give business to an employer who we feel has some ethical issues that need to be addressed. Mrs. Tulip's boss from the Root Company said, Excuse me, we weren't made aware of any ethical issues. What are you talking about? That's when my wife brought out the letter that was signed by Mrs. Tulip. My wife then tells them that if they treat potential hires this way, then it was an ethics issue for my wife. And it would be very hard for my wife to give them business. 
since she had concerns about the integrity of that business, she couldn't approve any more of their business going to that company than absolutely necessary. Mrs. Tulip turned white, and you could hear a pin drop on the other side of the table. My wife thanked them for their time, but apologized and went back to work. We don't know if anything happened to Mrs. Tulip, but that business has downsized and has gotten a reputation for being a poor choice to send business throughout my wife's organization. Remember everyone, the butt that you kick today may be the butt that you kiss tomorrow. Our next Reddit post is from PME or Frat House. This just happened. I just finished finals for university and got screwed over. It started in my computer science class a couple of months before today. Projects 3 and 4 were to be group projects. We were assigned a teammate from the class. My teammate, Sam, and I decided that we'd meet up and work on the project. After discussing what we wanted to do, we figured the easiest thing to do would be to work remotely and text each other as we both have very busy schedules. Fast forward to a week before Project 3 is due and Sam has done nothing. I started working on it and was waiting for him to collaborate. He didn't. At that point, I said F it and started working on the project. I got 90% of it done in three days and left the other 10% to him. He kept saying how sorry he was and that he was busy. Okay, I get it. I'm busy too. You could have put more effort in, but your peer evaluations will reflect that. Well, he does the last 10%, but not correctly. So I go back in and finish it and submit it, thinking I won't have to deal with him again. Wrong. The next week we had an exam. Exams in this class had an in-class portion and an online coding portion, each worth about 50% of the total exam grade. Online portions were released a few days before and were due before midnight exam day. Well, at 7pm on exam day, I got a text from Sam asking me to send him my online portion of the exam. I ignored it, and he kept texting. It was like he felt entitled to get my exam. I wasn't about to fail this test or give a leech blood, but this really pissed me off. Then we had Project 4 assigned. It was essentially an extension of Project 3, so we would have the same groups. This project was much harder and way more time-consuming. Knowing Sam's work ethic last time, I came up with a plan. I did minimal work on the project up until the week before it was due. Then I ramped it up, but not enough to complete the project. The day before it was due, I got a text from Sam saying, I'm sorry dude, I was super busy with my other project. And I didn't have time to work on our project. Is there anything left to do? Now, we use an online code editor that works similar to Google Docs and that you can see who's looking at the file and where their cursor is. I'd seen him periodically throughout the entire last week. He was checking in on how I was doing, but not actually helping. So when he asked, is there anything left to do? My response was no. He apologized profusely and I immediately emailed the professor explaining the situation, then proceeded to finish the project. This douchebag was going down. A couple of hours later, I got an email back from my professor. Each partner was supposed to submit their code separately, but just as I thought, Sam had submitted the incomplete code. My professor was very understanding and replied with, The submission Sam put up was not fully featured or particularly well working, so he didn't receive much in the way of points. I was unaware of who did what though, and since it seems to be your work, his grade will reflect that. His failures are his own. Justice served, mother effer. I got another text from Sam today asking me what I got on the project. Telling him that I got an A was the most satisfying thing ever. 
that was r slash pro revenge and if you like this content then be sure to follow my podcast because i put on new reddit podcast episodes every single day